And we're in the split. Oh my gosh, look at this. It's uh, time for a new Bid Nerds. Welcome everyone to Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting car of the day from all the automotive enthusiast auction sites. My name is John Polnick, along with my host, Michael Deeb in San Francisco, who you may look uh, and think that maybe he's an <laughs> artist, maybe he's an animation from one of those like chat GPT um, artificial AI. intelligence, yeah, AI things where we just we don't actually have Michael Deeb today. We just have <laughs> an animation of him. You may notice that yeah. he's kind of jittery. Uh, don't mind that. He's here. He's in the, the show. We can still hear him, right? Can we hear you, Michael Deeb? The bot version of me is actually way more entertaining than the real version of me. So this is an upgrade. All right. Well, that's good. I mean, you know, no one tunes in for to look at either one of us. They're no, uh, they're here to sure. see the cars. And uh, for those of you who are new to the channel, number one, thank you for finding our channel. We've got a lot of new members of the herd in the nerd nation, the nerd herd out here. Uh, so we really want to do uh, give you guys a shout out for those guys, for those of you who are fans of the show. Thank you so much. If you've already subscribed, we love you guys. Uh, it's 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 rolling on the comment <laughs> section, Deeb. Are you, I, I see you finally yeah. started commenting in there. I, I did, actually, finally. And um, how about our uh, spiker got 1,000 views in four days? That's uh, that's pretty impressive. That's five times our normal take, so that's pretty damn good. Usually uh, we have, like, four people watching the show, and so that yeah. was four digits of views. And we're like, wait, why? what? what? I think it's because uh, what's-his-name was trending, Doug DeMuro. Yeah. Doug DeMiro, isn't it ironic though that like the most obscure car gets the most views? Like, you know, it's too funny. What are you gonna do? Um, try not to mention how many views we get because that's just embarrassing, Deep. Why would we want to say yeah, we're all excited about about that? And I'm just no, I'm just gonna gloss right over it. Uh, all right, guys, thanks for joining us on this show. What we do on this uh, on on this show, if you're new, uh, we find the most interesting car from all these auction sites, like Cars and Bids. You know, you you might be here because you heard of uh, Doug Demiro's Cars and Bids, or maybe you've already been a fan of that show, or not show, but uh, auction platform. But anyways, you know bring a trailer, P car market, whatever. We find the most interesting car. We have a conversation about that car and we discuss why we think that car is so interesting. Then we get to the fun part. We make a prediction as what's going to happen. That car's auction. Will it sell? Will it not sell? Will it be a fail to sell? And if it does sell for how much, what will it get bid up to? So that's the fun part. And you can play along. It's like the price is right in the comments below. You can, you can put in there how much you think it'll, uh, it'll get bid up to. And then we go into the future at the end of the show and, we uh, we will reveal what happens with this car's auction at the end of the episode. So uh, there's, you know, J we put our money where our mouth is. JP, you had a great Freudian slip. Doug DeMiro's Cars and Bids is the dog and pony show for sure. <laughs> I think it is. Well, he just got 37 million bucks uh, and bought yeah. himself a CGT. Doug DeMiro. No, did he look, really? He did. You know, he, he might oh be God. the... the, the the most tragically uncool person in the world. <laughs> and he owns some yeah. of the coolest cars in the world. How disappointing would it be to be like, Oh dude, a CGT. And then it's like some yeah. dude like Doug DeMiro <laughs> driving around with his like REI sneakers that look shorts. like hiking boots, but really aren't and pleated shorts. Totally. It's just like, it's like uh, it's wasted on a guy who's trying to figure out how much toilet paper he can put in the boot. All right, let's get to the most interesting car of the day. We don't have Doug scores. Uh, by the way, we're not good at this, so 
don't listen to us. None of this is advice. Uh, but uh, the people who can give you advice, the people that do know what they're talking about, uh, are our friends at God and Porsche of Las Vegas. They really for are sure. experts. And if you are looking for a classic or enthusiast car, they're the people to talk to. So give them a call. Give Steve a call over there at God and Porsche of Las Vegas. All right. Uh, Michael Deeb, I... I was pretty excited about this particular car that you picked. I, I didn't really dig into it deeply. You, Go ahead. You called for it. The, I called you, for it. You requested this it? car because the other day, because, because the other day we, we reviewed a Lotus Esprit V8 in a beautiful mm. red color. And we were talking about how the design had aged for like two, uh, you know, two decades plus. And you said, yeah, this car is really pretty. Michael, you said, I, I like the way this car looks. You said it's way more beautiful than a 348. And it's interesting because I actually think the 348's aged pretty well considering how tragically 80s it actually is. So I thought, well, why not? Let's do a little juxtaposition this week and let's just pick a 348. Uh, and here's one on Bring a Trailer. So without further ado, JP, um, you asked for it. You got it. A 1994 Ferrari 348 Spider on Bring a Trailer this week. The car is offered out of Brentwood, California. It has 53,000 miles showing on the odometer. Uh, beautiful full cabriolet. The car, uh, at least in the listing, the seller notes that the timing belt was serviced in 2017, putting it six years since its last timing belt. JP, this is a car that you and I would agree, and we would urge anybody who's considering a Ferrari like this that is in need of a timing belt. Anything over three or four years, just take the high road and put a new belt on the car. Do not drive it off of the off of the lift. Literally push this car from the trailer to the service bay and do not start it. Because if that thing goes, this would be a massively expensive mistake. And I think six years, no matter how many miles or what the climate is, that is not something that I would, uh, you know, it would basically be engine grenade roulette if you started this car and the timing belt blew while you were literally idling it into your mechanic's garage. So this would be a do not start until the belt was changed. Other than this, that, this car looks really nice condition considering uh, it's, a, it's a driver. It's got 53,000 miles on it. JP, this is practically a regular used car. Um, beautiful 348. It's worth noting, John, that in 1994, Ferrari updated the cars um, all of the 348 lines. So basically they went from like just below 300 horsepower to like, I can't remember the number. It's like 312 horsepower. So they got like 10 or 15 more horsepower. Um, the rear track was widened by like a centimeter. Um, I think they used uh, slightly different uh, calibrations for the suspension all the way around. Um, probably, you know, an upgrade in the tire. And uh, there's one or two more things I can't remember. I'm not, hugely familiar with these cars um but but they have like i said they've aged well they kind of like the 964 john these are cars that have been passed over for years and so i would offer you a 348 spider as arguably the last reasonably good performing easy to drive gated manual ferrari mid-engine car left in existence i mean you can buy a 308 for less money but a 308 is a maintenance nightmare. And don't get me wrong, this is a very steep maintenance car in its own right. But like the 308s and 328s are, are you know, basically problematic. They're so old, you don't know the real history on those cars. Um, you don't know if the motor's been rebuilt or what parts have been changed with OEM versus aftermarket. 
But like a 348, there's probably a good history on the car. There's a Carfax you can follow and that sort of thing. So like kind of like the 964, they passed over for years and all of the cars around this car have, have taken off. You know, the 355s are a small fortune now. But you can get a 348 and in particular a three um a 348 Spider for well under $100,000, and you've still got 300 horsepower, a car that handles really well, looks very cool, and is really, really fun to drive. And again, maintenance costs are going to be high, but the car shouldn't be too problematic. It's not to say that it's going to be a cakewalk. These are these cars are kind of a pain in the ass, but that's a lot of car for the money when you consider that you're getting a prancing horse and a gated manual and 300 horsepower. I think this is a, a great deal. And arguably, the way you called it, a great juxtaposition for the Lotus V8 that we looked at just the other day. So, John, I send this one back to you. Bring a trailer, California. It's got some miles on it, so it's well broken in and well driven. It's not one of these cars that's going to have suffered from atrophy because it's only got 5,000 miles on it. Uh, besides needing a timing belt, uh, this could be a screaming deal. So, JP, here's your car, man. Would you drive red or would you hold out for a black one? I really like this car. I, I You know, it's... It's a Ferrari, and it's got to be red. It doesn't have to be red, but, I mean, you can never go wrong with a red Ferrari. The, Porsches yeah. are kind of the same way, right? I mean, a Porsche red, that guards red is so classic. But, I don't know, guards red classic Porsches don't look as good as classic Ferraris in red. I mean, No, I not at all. Ferraris <laughs> just look correct <laughs> in this particular color. And, uh, I, you know... I remember seeing one of these, I, I sold a Jeep Wrangler years and years and years ago when this car was like brand new. This car was the contemporary yeah. cars, probably in 1993 or 94 when I sold this Jeep to this guy who, who came out, uh, he, you know, he looked at the, at, at my, at my Jeep and he drove up in one of these, he was buying the Jeep for his like nephew or something like that. And I was like, Oh dude, that's dope. I want to drive <laughs> around in Ferraris and buy my nephews, uh, cool old, you know, and stuff like that. um, right. The side strakes are so epically eighties. I've always loved them. Even <laughs> when they weren't loved, even when people were like, Oh, poo-pooing on the 348. I've always loved this look. <laughs> I think it looks better than the 355. I really do. I love those. Wow. On the, on the rear. How about on the, the rear, throwing uh, star wheels? The, they're yeah, shurikens. The you don't even know wheels? anything about ninjas, man. Those are shurikens, not throwing yeah. stars. Come on. Okay, I'm I'm just kidding. I don't yeah. you know. Whatever. Yeah, Video no, game I love culture. this car. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because you can make this car look like a 355. You can remove those you strakes. You can. And it'll, yeah, you, know, you move the strakes and It really to... does look, but I mean, what I want to do is take a 355 and make it look like a 348. Now we're talking. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, if if you put the 355 wheels on this car and remove the strakes, it mm -hmm. it, it all of a sudden it's it's like holy hell. That like, yeah. It's like the car got uh, its hair did, you know? It just looks totally different. The thing I like to do, I do think the newer wheels on this car look really good. I, I like the Shriekens uh, or the Throwing Stars or whatever you want to call them, but I think uh, this the you know the, the wheel from the <clears throat> 355 looks really nice. I think, uh, <laughs> I, Excuse me, guys. I believe, and I could be wrong, and, and, and blow me up in the comments if I get this wrong, but I think these cars are like an alloy. And the the wheels that are on the 355 are highly desirable because they're magnesium. Mm. And uh, I'm probably, knowing Ferrari, they're probably cast magnesium. Um, they trade uh, for a lot of money because they fit the 348, they treat the 355, they, they fit on the Mondial. And there's tons of Mondial. So any Mondial has the big enough opening that you can put the 355 wheels right on there. And it completely changes the look of a Mondial, whether it's a cab or a, a coupe. So the 355 wheels uh, kind of make 
any Ferrari from that era look a lot better. Um, and because of their uh, precious metal origin, um, they're worth big bucks in the secondary market. They, uh, they hold their value, but they will do wonders for a 348. Being here in Las Vegas, uh, being right next to SEMA, it seems like every year someone brings one of these or a 355. It seems like the thing to do is to stance these out. And honestly, they look Ooh, so yeah. much better when they're brought down and some yeah, kind of wheels put in there yeah. to fill up that yeah. gap. It just completely, this car looks so much better when it's, uh, totally. when it's brought down. I don't know how difficult it is to put you know newer coilovers on these. I don't know what nah, options are available. Pretty easy. The, these cars um, received... Uh, you know, really conventional suspension, so they're they're easy to do. Three oh eight, ironically, have weird geometry and they're very difficult to lower. Um, but by the time you get to the three forty eight and, and certainly the three fifty five, um, you put a set of coilovers on there and give it the Dima drop, and the car looks great. And you do enhance the handling because you know any coilovers have much more modern technology than what was being you know a- around Marinello in the nineties. Yeah. So you're you're talking about thirty year younger technology, and they really do enhance the car so it's a it's a worthy upgrade just keep let, the old parts. let me ask you this question d you know more uh ferrari stuff and italian cars than i do and we lost your camera oh, there um that didn't take that's long. okay he's uh really you're, we we should just put a picture of you a still picture in your uh in your little bubble <laughs> yeah. there since uh there you go since your internet connection is so poor today um <laughs> the you mentioned the timing belt at the beginning um and how yeah you know detrimental that is if it fails have you ever seen yeah. one fail i mean i've seen like like 944s transaxle porsches you know those timing belts yeah. are known to fail and i've seen them fail in the parking lot at the shop yeah. um have you ever seen one go right on one of these yeah you I've never, I've never, I've never seen one go, but it's just it, it, because of the the rebuild cost on a Ferrari, mm. the the hourly wage of a Ferrari mechanic, a competent mechanic that would do the rebuild, it would be catastrophic to the value of your investment here. You know, I mean, if this is, you know, what a sixty five to eighty five thousand dollar car, you're talking forty five thousand dollars to rebuild a, a three forty eight motor. Like, forget it. Like, you know, what would you do at that point? I mean, you'd, you'd be better yeah. off waiting you know scouring uh ebay in europe um like in the uk or or on the united states and looking for a motor to just throw in there than rebuilding the existing motor so it's just not a chance worth worth taking or shout out they to our do friend, fail uh, they can fail but shout out to our friend uh, our friend? uh to our friend you know sahan Fazi. he would just say ls swap the dang thing Oh, that's why. Yeah, which would actually be pretty ballistic. I mean, you'd make yeah. a you'd make a rocket out of this car, but um, but it's really not too dissimilar to the nine forty four. Uh, you know, the transaxle cars. You just it's just a chance you don't want to gamble with. So yeah. that's all. Hey, uh, looking at this picture, I don't know if you can see this on the screen here. This uh, you can see the yeah. Pininfarina badge. Ooh, uh, it uh-huh. looks like there's. It, is there overspray? Is this carbon painted or is that Ooh, like um, JP really sleuth? I don't know. You know, it's hard to tell looking at these photos here if that's or yeah. if that's just like a bunch of uh, wax gunk uh, that's collected around the edge of when, the. When, when you're done, go back to that photo, JP. When okay. you're done yeah, yeah. scrolling go, through, um, I didn't notice anything in the comments, but I could easily have missed something. So I'll ask our our herd to tell us if uh, this car has been resprayed. But I'm gonna. I didn't see anything when I glanced over it, so I, I believe this car is original. But, uh, heck, it could easily be repainted. But, JP, here's an interesting pin-in-farina-Ferrari relationship thing. 
you see how Pininfarina is written on a plaque and the plaque is affixed to the car? Mm-hmm. Okay. That means that um, uh, that the panels um, were stamped out of a machine. But on a Ferrari, namely like your V12s from that era, if the Pininfarina is just a chrome script and it's all like uh, cursive and just the script is on the side of the car, that means the car is hand built. Hmm. And that the the panels were were done by hand and not out of a machine, and hence they get um, the more elegant pin and farina script instead of a placard. And that was true in the '90s. I don't know if it's still true today. I believe it is, but that is pin and farina's little secret language. That if it's on a placard, um, that they didn't build the, the the panels, but if it's if it's on the script, they were handmade, uh, and it's a coach built car. Neat. Cool, huh? All right. Well, you Plethora mentioned some numbers of, of trivia at yeah, your disposal. Yeah. You mentioned some numbers there of, of a range of what you think one of these is worth. What do you think this yeah. one is worth? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, that's see. why we're so here. It's not just John a good question. It's the question of the uh, of the show, right? That's a good question. I thought you might ask that, and um, and so I made sure I didn't have anything prepared. <laughs> Our car shows, uh, closes in, in about three days from now, JP. It's sitting at $50,348. Get it? And then uh, it's just on two bids. So not a lot of action, and this car is going to close in a little bit. Um, that picture you showed certainly looked like overspray. Um, and so I just wonder, with the timing belt and all the other things, JP, I don't think this car is going much further. Um, I'm going to give it another twelve grand. So I'm going to say $63,000. Uh, and there it will flounder. I think if um, if it didn't look like it had overspray and the timing belt was done, uh, this could be a seventy-five thousand dollar car. But I think it's going to come up uh, about ten or twelve thousand dollars short of that. So I'm going to give you sixty-three grand and tell you to choke on that, John. Where are you at, buddy? Where are you at? Come on, talk yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm with you. I I don't know if that's overspray. I'm I'm going to give it the benefit benefit of the doubt and say that. Maybe that was just wax buildup in the in the crevices there. It was really hard. The the, the yeah. resolution wasn't good enough to really see. But we are noticing, you know, like some look. These have the sticky button problem, and some of the door panels do. are kind of like wavy and everything. Uh, the car looks like you said it's not a pristine one. It's maybe been a driver one. I love the car. I would love to own one of these. Like I, I would seriously consider letting my nine six four cab go to get something yeah. like this because I've always always wanted one. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can handle the stress level of owning one though, honestly, between you and me and this one needing <laughs> a bunch of work, you know, how much is that going to cost? Um, yeah, I, you need, I'm with you. you. you I don't think to, it's going to go find, much you, you need to find the Tony Mazzagatti of Ferraris in, in Clark County. That's what Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there is one here. I know An there's integrous, a couple of places. Affordable, there, but... competent mechanic. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, shucks. I guess, uh, you said what? 63? 63. I think things are softening them up. I think this car has too many issues. I think this thing's going to stall out and uh, I'm going to go 60. I think it's going to be somewhere in the fifties. Actually. I'm, I'm shocked. I'm frankly shocked. It's up to 50 already. If uh, between you and me, I mean, it's just a spider. If it were a GTS we're gonna, or a coupe, maybe we'd find that. We're going to ask our herd to uh, find out. How do you say chicken in Italian for JP mm. here? 60,000. Yeah, I, I mean, and honestly, it might fail to sell too. I mean, if it if it only it might. gets into the fifties, um, I yeah. could see this thing going back to the owner. What do you guys think out there in the aux- in the auction in the uh, nerd herd out there in the audience? Do you think our numbers are on point? 
Uh, or do you think I've got this totally, totally wrong? Um, let us know in the comments below. Now is the time for you to plug in your numbers. And then uh, we're going to go say hello to our friends over at God and Porsche of Las Vegas. And yep. we will be right back with the results of this auction right after Hey guys, I gotta tell you about our friends Godden Porsche of Las Vegas and Godden Classic. If you're looking for a new Porsche or a classic, you gotta call our friend Steve at Godden, this guy. 1989 linen gray metallic G50 cab. Is that gonna be for sale? It is gonna be for sale. Uh, the car only has 65,000 miles. Save yourself the hassle of screwing around with all the auctions like we always talk about and just talk to Steve. He'll find you the classic Porsche you're looking for. Gotten Porsche of Las Vegas. If you love watching car videos on YouTube, you gotta check out my channel, The Rami Show. Oh, oh, this car. I am driving a 2020 Lamborghini SVJ. This car, watch this. Hundred and fifteen mile an hour turn like like it's nothing. All right, welcome back everyone. We took the future machine into the future, and here they are the results of this what I think is a really darn pretty 1994 Ferrari 348 Spider. Deep, you got a big smile on your face. What happened? what are the results of this car? What happened? It smells like a Yahtzee alert. Oh, mm, JP. It was close, wasn't it? Uh, I was really close, man. I missed it by, whoo, story of my life, right? Mm. Woo. Uh, 63,000 was my bid. 60,000 was your bid. Honestly, JP, our bids were close and we were all over it. Our car sold on Bring a Trailer for $64,000. The result is not, the, the, the result, the number result is not the most interesting aspect. This car, John, did you notice this? It only got seven bids and sold. That I, that I I can't recall a car selling on Bring a Trailer, you know, for like, you know, I mean, that's a that's a decent pretty pretty amount of money. Sixty four thousand dollars is nothing to snicker at, um, but just seven bids, like not a lot of action. But the car sold. Um, I guess everybody won because it met a, a certain reserve, whatever that reserve was. I bet you the reserve was your number. And uh, the sale price, I was right there. I missed it by a thousand bucks. But congratulations to the seller, congratulations to the owner, and congratulations to the platform. Everybody won, John, except you. <laughs> so there you go. Sixty-four thousand dollars brought home that Ferrari. Um, if I remember correctly, uh, you should tow that thing and get it serviced, uh, and then go out and enjoy it. Drive the heck out of it. You know, bring it to Porsche events and let everybody sneer at you. That'd be rad. <laughs> I like that. You know, look at sixty-four grand. Um, People keep, how often being a nerd, being a bid nerd, do you get asked how much things are worth? Uh, that's kind of yeah, a regular thing, time. of course, all the time. Yeah. But how much more often are you being asked, you know, what's up with these crazy prices? Why are things yeah. worth so much? Oh, I got to get into the car game. And it's yeah. just, I, I think this is, I mean, this number you know, the car needing $5,000 with a service or whatever. Okay. Big deal. Um, on a car like this, that's not yeah. that much, uh, to get it going, but a little more than that, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, prices more than ever are not reflective of value. 
right? <laughs> Correct. Still, you know, prices are going up, but values are not. I say it all the time. When, it seems like we talk about an SC at least once a week, right? And the prices yeah. of those oh, keep going absolutely. up, right? But, yeah. you know, 50 is the new 30. An SC used to be $30,000. Now it's around $50,000, even more yeah. for really, really nice ones, right? Um, yeah. You know, this car used to be, you know, not that long ago, you could, these could be had for under 50 and now they're somewhere around 65, 70. All right. That's yeah. about the same ratio, but the value hasn't yeah. gone up. It's just that the value of money has gone down. It's gone people. down. Right. Yeah, you know, um, <laughs> And people are yeah. searching for for hard assets to put their cash in. At least I think smart money is. Um, yeah. You know, everyone keeps talking. I mean, if you watch the talking heads on all the screens, they tell you that, oh, inflation is going down now. It's like, oh, okay, that's genuine misinformation or disinformation or whatever you want to call it. Those people that yeah. say that are lying to you. They are manipulating your ignorance if you believe them. You know, right. inflation is not down, okay? Mm-hmm. In, if... If last year inflation was 10% and this year inflation is 8%, is inflation going down? Well, <laughs> you know, uh, or is inflation down? The talking heads will tell you, oh, inflation is down because it's down 2%, right? But not yeah. year over year for two years. It's up 18%. It's yeah. still going up, people. Yeah. <laughs> You're being duped if you believe that inflation is under control. They just passed another trillion dollars a couple of months ago on an omnibus bill. There's still tons of money being put into the system, and they're trying Ugh. to raise interest rates and still print and tell you that they've got inflation under control. But let's go back to 2019, right? How much was this yeah. car then? A lot less than $65,000. Yeah, $45,000 bought you a lot more stuff back then. It's that yeah. your money is being worth, or the, the value of your money is being driven down. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's sad. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. If you wake up one day, one morning, and the value of your money has plummeted, you know, it's only worth half as much as what it, what it was when you went to bed, which is a real th- possibility. Um, yep. Would you rather have sixty-five grand in the bank, or would you rather have this Ferrari in the bank? Or, you know, sitting in the garage. <laughs> At least yeah. you've got the Ferrari, and you can go drive. <laughs> so, I don't know. What do you guys think of the result? I mean, I we said it before the break. I love the car. I'd love to own one of these. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know, if there is a market collapse, which everyone keeps talking about. Um, you know, is this necessarily one of those hard assets that is going to, you know, is this going to be worth anything? I mean, no, it won't, it'll never be worth zero. Uh, prices may come down, but the value of the money is definitely going to go down further. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's sobering. Um, Hey, but you know, why not drive around a bright red convertible Ferrari in the end of the world? That's what I'd rather do if I was going to do it. Absolutely. Go right towards the light. <laughs> just drive straight. I put on your, your sunglasses and head straight for the light as fast as you can. Air on is, fire. Is that light uh, the the, the, nuke. the Ferrari repair shop or is it <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the, yeah, the 10,000 uh, degree uh, correction? Anyways, uh, yeah, just a little sobering thought for this episode. Uh, Deeb, any <laughs> other thoughts on this uh, beautiful Ferrari? No, I, I still think, you know, 348s are... Um, it's that it's become the new unloved Ferrari. Uh, and, and so as we see prices go up, you know, as far as the numbers, um, you know, you start to think like, is the Ferrari starting to get its due? But I really think it's more a reflection of, of just like, like you said, the rising cost of 
value, you know, and it, and that's, and I think that's where we're at. So I, I still think it's probably the best deal for a fun car to drive under a hundred thousand dollars with a gated manual in the Ferrari lineup. So you should pick up yours before they do really catch on like nine, six, fours. What if, what if 348s one day, John, were worth more than 355s? Could you imagine a scenario like that where now some 964s bring more money than 993s? I mean, that, that could happen down the road. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, Porsche I don't, did it. I don't think that'll happen because I think that the, the, what drove the 964 um, was the increasing value of all the, the air-cooled 911s and uh, the fact that um, they kind of, they were a water... Is it watershed? I don't know. It's like, yeah. it's like when they went from nine, six, four to nine, nine, three, that was a really big departure from one car to the other. Um, yeah. whereas the three forty eight to the three fifty five, uh-huh. wasn't really that big a difference. I mean, the car is essentially the same car. The car is um, kind of the same, but the motor is a big difference. It's a huge step in performance. Like a really massive. Yeah. Step. In the, in the favor yeah. of the 355, not the 348. Right. Whereas yeah. the 964 and the 993, you could make an argument that the, the performance on the 993 is better than the 964, but not, not as the Delta yeah. isn't yeah. nearly as big as it is between a 348 and a 355. Right. Which is why I think they'll, they'll, the 348 will never overcome the 355 as far as value. I agree. I agree. I yeah. think the 355, it will always be one of the best values on call it one of the more modern 350 or uh, Ferraris. Uh, yeah. It seems like any Ferrari kind of before this really is kind of from an earlier era. That's going to stay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True. What do you guys think of the results of this uh, 348? Is the end of the world? Is the end of my, <laughs> uh, is there going to be a market collapse? Or is there going to be a price collapse? Is there going to be a currency collapse? Are none of those things going to happen? It's all just a bunch of chicken little. Uh, let us know in the comments below. We really do love reading your comments. It's nice to see Michael Deeb actually getting in there and, and uh, you know, having conversations with our fans because they are out there and they're like, well, Michael Deeb hates us. Apparently <laughs> here we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, all all right. right. All right. That's enough. <laughs> Stick around for tomorrow's most interesting car of the day. Come and uh, let's, you know, yeah. See you. See you tomorrow on bid nerds. See ya. Woo. Get those nerds.